like Facebook comments. Mm-hmm. So see. Maybe we are live. We are live. Can you see us? Yep. Yep. Okay. We're live. We are live. Sorry, we are late tonight. We are not late. We are always on time. That is right. Hold on, I'm gonna put some theme music on for us. Moving that body. Everybody. You know, that it's kind of funny. You do that. Everybody. There you go. At my job, they were laughing. Uh, I have they were so so <laughs> All right, so we have some theme music tonight. You know, it's kind of funny at my job. We, um, there's, uh, I have one coworker who, um, you know, we're just silly, but you know, it, you got to do that. You got to you really know, make do. the day go through and like, <laughs> we'll do crazy dances and some other coworkers have started noticing that her and I do this and like, they're just, you know, rolling their eyes at us. And like, it, we started it out early this morning, you know, cause normally it's like midday. We kind of start doing it Well, there was some like good music popping on this morning. And so. Uh, her and I were dancing, and they're like, oh, they're already dancing. And we're like, yeah, because it's going to be a great day today. But, exactly. you know, people don't realize, you know, music, you, you need Just music. You need it in your soul. Yes. How do you think you move the energy? How do you think, you know? And, I don't know how they do it. You know, I mean, and it's like people, they don't get that of, like, moving the soul. But think about it, about how when your favorite song comes on, what does your body automatically do? You start shaking and moving. I start singing. <laughs> and, you know, and that's expressive. And that's, you know, people don't realize that, you know, that is such simple therapy, such simple yes. ways to move the energy, you know, yes. just that stagnant in you of just get up and move. You know, if you're yep. having a bad day or, you know, you're in a bad moment, what's that one song that like anytime you hear it? Happy. Happy. Okay. There you go. But ha hum it. Or, or this one. You know? Break my soul. <laughs> You won't break my toes. Open it. I like to play that at work because that is how I'm thinking. I'm like, they ain't gonna break my toes. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, me personally, I have to constantly say prayers that please put me in a protective bubble and protect me from other people's energies. Please mm -hmm. make it rubber and let it bounce back to them. <laughs> yes, I like that. Release yourself. Release yourself. <laughs> release protect me though because yes the thing is is people don't realize that you know when you begin the spiritual growth thing and you start awakening and all that and especially if you're empath yeah vibrating and i you know i don't think a lot of people understand you know they hear the term empath and they're you know they don't they don't know if they relate to it right you know um, and the real thing that I think that people don't understand about empaths is, and why they maybe don't, is embodiment. Right. You know, an empath, you have more compassion. You know, yep. you're, you're sensitive to energies. So, you know, like when you are around people and all of a sudden for some reason, you know, you start shaking, 
you know, or your nervous system, you know, starts trembling, you're picking up on those people's energy. You're picking up on that energy and you are an empath. Yeah. yeah. You know, the, and there are people who are more sensitive to it. There are, you know, people who aren't like, I'm very sensitive to it. I'm very sensitive to other people's energies. And so, you know, that's why, you know, I laugh, but you know, I wear my bracelets, you know, I have my shock, I have my um, crystals and, you know, constantly, <laughs> you know, on it because of the fact that I, that they are there to protect you, but you have to also ask like people, you know, sometimes, um, are just like, well, how do you do this stuff? And I'm like, you just talk, you know, you just, I was going to say that I think people don't realize or remember even that words are the way we create. Yeah. You know, that's how we create. And if we, once we begin to connect to that, it's like magical, right? It is. It's so magical. But I think everyone wants to complicate things. Of course. You want to make things hard. Because if, if, if you make them hard, then you can use that as an excuse for not doing the work, right? Yeah. You just make so it difficult. Simple. It's so simple. It's so. So I, I want to share, share this card that I pulled for myself. And, and I think it's going to be relevant for a lot of people. But that's the card. Ooh. Ah. God, and what have we been talking so much about here lately? There you go. That's why I want to so. share. I'm going I'm to read, read the description. It says, um, you were not born to play a small role in life. You have the ability to dream big, even if you have absolutely no idea about how your visions can come to pass or what all the details may look like. You can access the heart and guts of a vision by tapping into your wildest dreams and surrendering attachment to exactly how it will all work out. The details are up to the creative genius of the universe. You are an active contributing participant, but not the sole player in your life journey. Now there's a whole, whole lot more, but I felt like we could start there because that is the part, it's like, you are an active contributing participant, but not the only player in your life journey. And so many times people, as they awaken, they think that they're alone and it's just them. Yeah. But it's a whole universe supporting you. You know, it's like, oh my God, now I'm here and I'm open and I can feel and, you know, and I know that I can sense things and I just know things, I hear things, all of that. But it's just me, you know, I'm the only one, you know, or, or there's nobody else that understands me, right? But I think it also, I think it goes down to comparing. Yes, and, yes. And that really limits, of, you know, so many people, and it, it, it's kind of funny in the kind of healing, it's like, you know, you, you talk about like different things. Oh, well, you think you had it bad. Well, I had this. Yeah. And it's like. It's trauma bonding. It's, it's trauma. And everyone's trauma is different, you know. Right. And people think that, you know, necessarily trauma just is this big, like, explosive aspect. And yes. what your trauma is versus what my trauma is, is it's very simple things. One, you know, I, I think I've mentioned it again. Traumas are classified as three things. Too much, too soon, too fast. And it's for your nervous system. That's yeah. what creates. Was it something that happened too fast, too soon, or too much of it that you just, you couldn't process it? You, yes. you couldn't, and that creates that trauma. So how your trauma is to one person 
might have not been another trauma and the sad part too about it is because that person might have been through the same ordeal but they already learned necessarily what they were supposed to with it so being presented with that what wasn't traumatic to them right because they've already dealt with it you know so that that comparing of that of and that's blocking your vision yes because what is it you know i posted a thing the other day you know if you actually i forget what i exactly said but you know if, if you can conceive it vision you know vision you know set out and if you can see it means that you can actually build that vision like actually close your eyes daydream and i, I posted a thing about daydreaming yes you know, if you can daydream then you can conceive it yes i i, I absolutely that that is powerful because I think what happens a lot of times is we stop dreaming. Yeah. You know, we stop allowing the the vision to come through us and, and from us, you know. And it's it's almost hmm, it feels almost like it's like a death. It is. But you know, it, it kind of really is and you know, to take it, you know. I think people get hung up on like a lot of the different words of different things mm -hmm. like that you do. Well, when you have no vision, you know, um, you know, I'm a chakra healer. You know, I, I use the crystals. I'm, I'm very energy focused on the meridian points. And, you know, that's my gifts. That's my skills. But when you don't have that vision, when you don't have that daydream, your sacral, which is two inches below your belly button, yes. is shut down. Yes. It could even be going backwards, which is causing health issues, which then, you know, if you look in reproductive organs and stuff like that, if you have health issues that are around that type of area, you know, the, the gut and all that stuff, you know, it's your sacral. Your body right. is speaking to you. Your, your body is telling you things, but we, we don't listen to it. But, you know, of going in there is we've talked about, you know, that faith, love and sex and not sex as, you know, as being intimate with a partner. But it's that creative. We all have those sex organs, which in essence is creative. You know, we all got here <laughs> by that act of creative. Well, yes. we have to hone that in and that creates that vision. Yes. But if you aren't connecting to that, of that love and that faith and that sex, that creative drive, well, you're perishing. And, those, <laughs> and that's what the Bible says, even. I was just going to say. And so for anyone who's Without watching vision, people perish. sits there and, you know, of the Bible, they're not necessarily on the spiritual end of how we are. Right. Well, the Bible tells you so. And mm -hmm. the Bible also tells you to have love and faith. And that's, you, you got to build it. You got to hone in that energy. And, that, and that's so important. And it's so um, not talked about. No, it's not. <laughs> And you know, I've been and having then, lots of conversations about it this past week, and it has been so eye-opening to me of just how, spiritual I don't want to say necessarily completely, what? Spiritual bypassing? Well, yeah, 100%. But even, you know, talking to people who aren't, you know, on the spiritual end, you know, that they are more on the religious, you know, when you mention the word sex, it's like they just shut down. Yeah. You, you know, but sex just, is good. God created it. Right, but it, we but need it. It shows, I think, also necessarily the closed mind yeah. Yeah. of it because you just go into sexual acts. You, you don't right. look at sex as being that creative, that energy. Yes. And so it's kind of, it's like we have to open our minds 
up to expand our vocabularies a little bit as to what right. sex really is. I was going to say, and when you think say, about it, so many people, they look at sex in one way. They don't look at sex as an act of love. Right. I guess probably because of how they have. Um, We've been raised and we're told yeah. sex is bad. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, or, real. you know, or some, some people some, some believe that sex is just for procreation. Yes. But I, I think that's a lot of people. Who it it, it is. But you actually, you also know that when you are, um, each person that you have sex with, you connect with on an energetic level. That's the shit. You connect energetically on, on that level with each person. So you think about it, you got a piece of all those people that you've been with. Yeah. So, you know, if you've been with a lot of people, then you're probably kind of schizophrenic in your energy. <laughs> right? Well, you know, but it, it, there's there's more truth to that in, in reality because necessarily, you know, low self-esteem, no confidence, you know, you're, you're using your body as your connection instead of, you know, your natural gifts. You're looking for external right. validation. You're not looking mm -hmm. internally, you know, yes, so yes. necessarily a lot of your priorities are wrong because yes. you're, you're using that. And so you're not necessarily far off on that because of the fact that they're using it all in the wrong angle, the wrong aspect. And so many right. of us right. don't. And that's what people don't understand is, you know, really on that healing journey, it's, it's going in. It's going in, 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 to the deep, dark parts of us. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh my, I think it's so much fun. I, I want to check and see if you're on YouTube. Did you check? Huh? No, I didn't check. Let me check. No, I figured if I at least got this going. <laughs> yes. We are on YouTube, girl. It was, so I guess that is, I guess when we were trying it out earlier, when we disconnected. You know what? That's, that's this one. one. What do you mean? This is the one that we were trying out earlier. Let me see if I can find this live. <laughs> we'll figure this all out. Yeah, we will. I mean, Everyone be patient with us. I was going to say it's good. My thing is, it shows that. We're human. We love it. We do. We embrace it. You know, the ups and the downs, the twists and the turns. We especially, especially at this time, you know, and we, we, we realize that. I mean, with retrograde right now and the fact that we're sitting here trying to learn technology and communication, it touches. And it is okay. It is okay. I'm super, super excited because about it, girl. It teaches us patience also, though. You know, we understand that, you know, there are going to be issues, but we're here. Yeah, and, you know, and the thing is, is you know that this is a journey. You know, it's not a, we just did it like that, and all of a sudden, here we are. <laughs> like right now, all of a sudden, here we are, and this is happening, blah, blah, blah. But... No, we're no, just going to ease through it. We're going to flow through it. We're going to feel into it. We're going to no. move in the direction that we're being called. And that's how that goes. So well, and that's that vision. We, you know, we have that vision. 
You know, and I have, and that's so great that that card came out tonight because of the fact that, I mean, that I've just been so much this week on just visions and, you know, on the spiritual journey. You know, I don't know, have you, a lot of people with, like, it, the video game, you know, like, we're in a video game. You know, like, everything's, like, an illusion um, oh, yeah, yeah. onto it. Um, and, you know, a lot of that, like, I listen to the stuff and, you know, I, I've talked with people about it, but it never really clicked, like, for me. And I actually, like, in a meditation, like, last night, it was all of a sudden, it was like, oh, my God. Ding. I, I get it. Like, I completely get it. I completely understand it now of, like, you know, um, where, like, I was in my life. And, like, basically, like, the universe, God, spirit, or whatever, they've been calling me for years. Yeah. And I was... You just ain't been picking up the phone. That was spam. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I was ignoring... I was ignoring that sending... call. Yeah, I was ignoring it. You've been sending it. voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> and they weren't leaving me messages. <laughs> We're leaving your like, This bitch gonna pick up. <laughs> Eventually, yeah. And but you know, and I, I thought about that and it was just really it was kind of like and I think about like where and how like the different points in my life, different things have come up and then where I got and um, you know, we talked about it a few weeks ago, like those earthly tethers. Well mm -hmm. after that wall collapsed and basically I was free. I mean, because that's really and like that kind of like I made a post the other day about like talking to a brick wall. And it kind of also changed my perspective of about how, like, you know, I was, I was hidden behind these walls of illusion, these brick walls, yelling at them for so many years. Um, <laughs> they weren't moving. They were moving. <laughs> and finally, a massive storm came in and knocked them down. And I was free, but I had no idea where the hell I was going. I yeah, had yeah. no idea which direction. I had no idea what was up, down, right, left, you know, sideways. But I made it to a cliff. I made it to the cliff and the reality is is like I, I, I had this whole like vision come to me the other night well last night and I'm standing on that cliff and I'm looking around and I'm looking around and I'm like I'm not going back there's no way in hell because that was hell you know I, I'm not going back but I'm looking down and basically like to my far left is this bridge the rainbow bridge that I want to be on the, mm -hmm. that's it you know and so, like, I'm sitting here and I'm, like, analyzing, like, okay, well, how am I going to get to this bridge? Well, I love to free climb. I rock climb and stuff like that. And, like, mm. I, I could climb that. I could I could climb this mountain on this cliff. I, I could climb down it, you know. But looking at it, I'm like, I could die, too. And I really don't want to die because uh, it's pretty high up. Or it's kind of clear if I jump. You know, I might break a few bones and stuff like that, but I won't be dead. <laughs> you know? And so I jumped because I had faith, but I didn't have enough faith. I didn't have enough faith, so my wings did not open. And yes, I hit some rocks going down. I, I hit some, but, you know, I didn't break any bones. I didn't anything. I, I did land. But then I got down there, and guess what? That bridge is even further away. Now, I can't even see the bridge of where it is that I want to go, but what I do see is a deep, dark forest. The biggest forest of, like, huh, and, you know, I get to it, and it's, it's scary. It is completely freaking scary. It is, oof, I see monsters. I, I just see them, but I know my intuition, my gut, I got to go through this to find the forest, and yes. I realized 
that, you know, I started on my journey and I went and then I came to an oasis in the middle of the forest. You know, I made my way. It was kind of safe. You know, it wasn't that bad, but I got to an oasis. And, yes. but we all know what is an oasis. It's a mirage. It's an illusion. I was going to say, it's, it's, uh, what's this song I like? It's just an illusion. It's just an illusion. And so, you know, like I think of in my, in my healing journey, like, you know, I had done some work, you know, I'd gotten there and then I got to that oasis and things seemed kind of okay. And then the illusion, everything yeah. kind of started happening and it was like, crap, I got to go deeper. Yeah. I got to <laughs> Crap. That's the piece. That that is the piece. That that's the realization. But I think mm -hmm. of like how blessed I was and how much like you know I listened and I started getting into the embodiment and I listened to different things. And so on my journey, what did I do? I learned about sound therapy. I learned about crystals. I learned about chakras. I learned Reiki. I have learned TFT. You know, hand mandras. Um, you know, uh, therapy coaching and I was gonna um, say a whole Trump. plethora of stuff. A whole bunch but like those are my gifts and my skills and so that's like the video game mm -hmm. you know kind of aspect is that now mm -hmm. like i'm going through this forest and now it's like you know kind of like mario land or mario like came up and it's like you know the old mushrooms and like but these are these skills of now like what i've learned and this is what's going to protect me through the rest of the forest you know, as I'm making my way. And so now I'm protected by these things. I, I can change my vibration. I can calm yes. my nervous system. I can yes. make myself invisible to the predators. I, I can yes. do all this. The meridian points, I can tap into my points yes. and I can get through that next step. And guess what? I made it to the damn rainbow bridge. That's what I'm talking That's about. What I'm talking and I just, that, it just all like clicked girl the other, like last night about how like, that's the video game. That's like yeah. how it is. And that's like kind of how you have to think because I started thinking about like you and I, we have two completely different spiritual sets. Right. Right. You know, we have, we, we, we have different paths. We have different things, but look, we right. still met up. Right. Because it was destiny, because destiny for us. for us. It was destiny, but that's the, that's the beautiful aspect of looking yeah. at it as the yeah. video game. Because yes. now my skills of what I've learned are going to help you. Your skills yes. are going to help me. Yes. And now we continue. We're going to help other people. We're creating our, our, our little group, yes. you know, kind of. And we're picking up other people in that forest, that scary forest, that don't know where or how to go. They're, yes. they're like we were. And now it's like our skills. And so it's kind of like I'm like a, I'm a fairy goddess sorcerer is like what kind of like popped <laughs> Me. And for me, I see I myself see as Harriet Tubman. Bringing well, the we people. had that conversation. I feel that way too because I'm that guide. You know, and I, I see out. a lantern. Of, I see myself in a cloak, yes. you know, and like I look like maybe like the hermit. Like you, you've seen like a lot of like the old tarot cards, you know, and it's like the hermit carrying the lantern, you know, covered. But then Girl. it's like I reveal myself and like I'm this fairy goddess. <laughs> So I was going to say, so I've been watching the Lord of the Rings. The new <laughs> That's hilarious. The new one. Oh, it, the TV show? Yeah, it's yeah, on um, Amazon. Amazon. Yeah, okay. I I saw a preview for it. Oh, girl, it's oh, girl, so good. Is it? So good. It's only like two, I think it's like two or three shows on there now. But it's, but, you know, it's so, so many good. of and those shows, people don't realize of how they, they're speaking of the spiritual journey. 
Yes, you know, that's like, what I was going to tell you. Yeah, and so it's it's I don't know. It's just it's it's, it's just beautiful, you know, to it me. Is. And it just kind of like even gave me like more of like confidence of like I'm on the right path. Like this is what <sighs> you so, know. So I want to finish reading this card because everything that you're saying, you're gonna appreciate it. Okay. So the rest of it is there is something, a vision or an idea, that is coming to you. You may worry that it is too much for you, but don't worry. It is meant to be yours. Although you might have some adjustments to make and some tweaking to do as you let go of your limited thinking and open up to a fearless acceptance of bigger, brighter, more radical, and more potent possibilities of creatively living your light in the world. A sign that you are cracking out of your limited thinking to allow for a big, bold vision to come to you is that you might feel a little dizzy with the shrinking limitations and expanding possibilities of life. <laughs> that card is so fitting for me. Like, right? You may wonder. Me too. That's why I was like, oh, I got I to gotta share this. You may wonder if you allowed to access so much wonder. Remember that in your healing and growing success, as you manifest this big vision, you can touch the hearts of others through your presence, your inner work, your art, and your choices. It's a win-win situation. Those that are meant to live big, bold, and visionary lives need to give themselves permission to break the mold and forge newer, more expansive perspectives of what is possible, what is permitted, and what is of service. It's even about letting go and opening up. Others will benefit from this. Even though it is your vision, it is not about you. You're being asked to remember that when something is right for you, endless synchronicities and support will flow your way at the right time and in the right way. Stay open, receptive, playful, and surrendered. This oracle brings you a message. You are about to receive or be invited to become part of a grand visionary beginning. <laughs> oh my God, that is so, I'm 100%. Like, you need to take a picture of that and send that to me, please. I will, I will, I was gonna do that. It has the makings of something fantastic. No matter how the journey that brings the vision into reality unfolds, and there will be some twists and turns that you don't see coming. It is still helpful for you to be open to it. Trust your heart, be still with your choices, and when the time feels right and truthful, leap. This oracle brings a message for those who would like to further develop their intuitive sight. It is already happening. Trust in what you perceive. Even if it conflicts with what everyone else around you is saying or the surface of things, Trust your inner perceptions. They are accurate and will be proven to be so later on. <laughs> I love it. This oracle brings a general message of positive energy. Trust that things will be coming up roses for you. Even if everything seems to be in a bit of a shambles now, it's really just the essential mess before a truly spectacular success. I... Girl. You know, that, that card is just, it, it truly, uh, you know, we've been talking about that faith and that surrender. 
Yes. And, you know, I don't know if you, um, you know, manifesting, you know, everyone, yes. you know, wants, how do you manifest? How do you manifest? And, yes. um, you know, there's really three parts, which I posted the third part today, which, you know, kind of a lot of people haven't, um, and it's kind of like baking a cake, you know, yep. you, you have ingredients, you know, and if you miss the one ingredient, you can't, but the number one part of manifesting, which everyone forgets about because everyone does just look at it, that it's, you know, thought and emotions, which it is, you know, those are the two big ingredients of right. manifesting because, and, you know, think about, you know, negative thoughts, even if those negative thoughts are in the back of your head, that is the energy you're putting out. Because that's still, you know, that's the backwards thought. And so you have to reprogram. You have to change your mind from it. But, it, you know, the thought, the vision, you know, you have to. And you have to have that emotion of happiness of, you know, that it's going to happen. But then the third key is you have to have faith. You have to have true yep. faith that that manifestation of what you are putting out, that thought, that emotion, that vision, and it all connects. And it all also goes back to love, faith, and sex. Create it. That's how, yep. that's how the manifestation, you know, happens. Yep. Um, yep. And so that card is just so beautiful of everything of what we've been discussing this week and, you know, what we, we've been posting. But uh, people, you got to get clear on your visions. Like, what is it that you really see for you? And one thing, you know, of talking to visions, also, people need to be stop focusing on other people. Right. You know? right. Because your vision can't necessarily, and people get a little confused when I say this, and it is, you know, it's kind of a complex to it. But if you have people in your life, your vision, if you truly like love those people and you know, your vibration, your energy, your vision's going to come through to you, but they have free choice. They do have, you know, free will. And so your vision, you have to create that for yourself and trust and have faith that the people that are surrounded by you come with you on it as you elevate, they elevate as well. But you can't put into your manifestations of, you know, I want you know, X, Y, and Z person for this, this, and this. You don't have control over that person. You don't have that power. You only have control over yourself. Yep. yep. That is absolutely the truth. The thing is, people don't, I don't know, I don't know what is so difficult about that to understand. Well, but I think that, you know, goes down to, you know, the codependencies of everything that we've been talking about, the, you know, enmeshment. People not yes. having boundaries, not, um, yes. people, you know, everyone is, you know, you're mixed this or, you know, you think that, you know, you're in inner circles with people. So you treat people right. this way or you treat people that way. You know, it, it's all combined. It's, right. you know, it's, it's all, you, you can't have one without the other. And so it's really, it's like, it's really like peanut butter and jelly. I mean, you can eat peanut butter and you can eat jelly, but they ain't going to be the same. No. You know, you, yeah. you want peanut butter and jelly. Yes. That's a great, great analogy, too. <laughs> but, you know, but it goes with that ingredients, too. You know, how do you make peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Well, you can't have one without the other. Or, you know, sugar and Kool-Aid. Exactly. Kool without the sugar. No, sweet tea. I mean, you can't have tea without sugar. Right. <laughs> Onto it. But right. we all want to throw in all these other ingredients right. to it. And it's like. 
guys, let's keep it simple. You know, let's we focus on us. We focus on us and not the external world because right. you know and even it's, it's a hard thing as a as a you know even as a mother you know that is yep. something very hard to think of because like when you think of like what you're trying to create for you your children are there along with yes but your yes. children have free will too your, yep. your children yep. do have the choice whether some parents want to realize that or not your, yep. your children do have the choice whether to follow you or not Right. They do, and right. you cannot control them. They are their own human beings with their own feelings, their own emotions. Well, and, the, and the thing is, we, why would we want to do that? Why do but people so want people to control do. their they children? Control yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm saying, why would we, why would, why do we want to? You know what I mean? I, I never wanted to do that for mine. Yeah, but, but I, I think so many people are like taught. Like, that was, you know, with me, with narcissistic parents, I mean, it was all about control, you know, that, that famous saying, which people don't understand, like, just how abusive it really is, children are to be seen and not heard. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, what, they're just supposed to be statues? They're just supposed well, you, to... you know and, that... See, I was raised that way. I was going to say, you know, say that you know that years ago, years people, ago had people had children to work. work. Yeah. They have farms, and so they needed to have all these kids <laughs> so they could work the farm. Yeah, and that was their place, and that that was it. Onto it, it. And then, you know, and it goes though again, you know, with that. Of uh, but you, you can't, you you no. can't, and so it's still as you are bettering yourself, right? When right. you are doing, your children will see that, mm -hmm. and because there should be that unconditional love. And that connection, that bond there um, mm -hmm. that you have formed and created off of genuine, authentic love, you know, yeah. like, yeah. I mean, I think it's a hard concept for people to realize, but, you know, just because they're your kids doesn't mean they have to love you. Doesn't mean that they like you. Doesn't mean they even, love, they love, even you. love you. No. And, but it's, how, how did you create that bond with them? You know, like my parents, you know, unfortunately I, I, I don't love my, my parents. I, I was <laughs> their punching bag, you know, I, I was, so how could, how could that relationship, how could that bond be formed when all that I grew up with was my nervous system constantly being attacked and being on eggshells around them? Cause you know, I never knew if it was a hit, if it was, you know, coming out cause our tongues are the greatest weapons that we have. You know, mm -hmm. I didn't know if it was coming out of that, you know, I didn't know or anything like that. So that bond was never created. There, there, there was no bond. There was no loyalty. But for so many years, that stigma of society, of, well, that's your parents, that your parents. So I Woo! was taught to tolerate that one, that one Yeah, taught to tolerate my parents, that this was accepted, that this was, this was just how it was. Mm -hmm. You know, no matter how much I knew it didn't resonate with me, how much I knew it was hurting me, you mm -hmm. know, and my wake up call, you know, with that wasn't until with my kids. Cause I, you know, I like gave my parents a chance to, cause it can happen, you know, just because, you know, they're yeah. horrible parents doesn't mean that they're, they're horrible, um, grandparents. And, you know, I was even talking with another person the other day about that. And they were like, with narcissists, they think they do it purposely to hurt the kids. They do. You know, they do. They do. Onto it. And so they don't like, care you know, about the kids. No, no. But again, it's all about that. It's that external image. You know, it, it doesn't have anything to do about love or bond or creation or, or any of right. that type of stuff. 
But, you know, they could have it. And, like, with my parents, I I was hopeful. Like, I gave them the benefit of the doubt, you know, of it, of, well, maybe you were horrible parents. Maybe you'll be good grandparents, you know. I wanted that, you know, opposite effect. I wanted to see, you know, I held out that hope that I was going to see that side that I right. always believed right. was a part of them. Because, right. you know, and let's throw in another, you know, the law of polarity. Right. There, if you are depressed, there is a side of you that is happy and excited. Yes. You know, if yes. you are in anxi anxiety, there is a part of you that is calm. So, yes. you know, I hope that my parents would that, you know, the law of polarity well, would happen. But and not only that, I was going to say, you, you, you would think that as they get older, older. Yeah. they start realizing their mortality and shit and they start wanting to act better. Nope. And not for mine. You know, it's, it's like you... It's like you you would think that because I notice I work with a lot of old people and I notice that some of them, their kids can't stand them, don't never come see them, never call them, nothing, nothing. And then there's other ones, those kids are always there. And if you, when the pandemic happened, it was really a struggle for them because they were always seeing their parents. Like we have one one young lady, she comes every night to, to work with her mom. Cause her mom now, is so um, cantankerous and she's um she speaks a different language that than most of the other people on the planet and where we live speak so she's hard to deal with and so her daughter comes every night every night now let me ask you like have you got into depth with them like was she, like how was their relationship where they're younger i mean has it been a continuous bond like the yeah, daughter doesn't her, feel yes. and seeing that's so beautiful i, I love yeah, that i actually you know, that, talked that, that, to her warms my heart I actually talked to her because I wanted to know that too. Because I was like, yeah. I need to see how this, you know, because I noticed some people do these kind of things out of guilt. Yep. You know, and I noticed with her, it wasn't that way. It was a genuine love for her mom because she actually had kept her at home for a while, but it was just, it got too much. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. But she, but then there are other ones, girl. When you call them, like I had one lady when I was where you lived working and her children told us never to call them unless she died. <laughs> and you know what? She was hateful. She was hateful to us. She got so many people fired, lying in, you know, but she, I think I had to call one day because something happened and you know, you have to notify. Yeah. So I called one of the kids or whatever, and they told me that straight up to my face on the phone. They said, is she dead? I said, no, she's not dead. She, you know, this happened, whatever. They said, well, you know, we don't care about that. Um, only call us when she's dead. And you just, you know, like, I mean, it breaks my heart in so many ways. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, for my parents, it, like, breaks my heart because, one, like, I'm awesome. I'm, I'm amazing. My kids are awesome and amazing, you know. Right. Um, we're, we're a blessing. You know, um, onto it, but it's just, you know, in narcissists, you know, people, the things that like make them so dangerous mm -hmm. is one, because of the fact that they have no empathy, they have right. no anything, but they are the most wounded, you know, yes. I mean, yes. they really are the most wounded. And so it makes them unpredictable. They're completely mentally and emotionally unstable onto yes. it. And they have this mentality because of those wounds that whatever they went through 
other people have to feel it too. Yes. You know, um, where it's like, where, where did, where like did that disconnect? You know, I've like studied, you know, with the psychology and I've always like tried to get, and it's just like, you just can't get anywhere with it. But well, it is, it's like, where and how did that complete disconnect come that you feel that you're entitled? You, you know how it felt. Um, but that, that's in the cells. Do what? That's well, yes. in the cells. Yeah. Well, we know that now on, right. onto it, but it's still, it's like, you know, like, um, you know, I was molested. You think and, it has to come um, from somewhere. Do what? I said, cause you think it has to come from somewhere. Right. And you know, like when I'll have that conversation with people and tell them like I was molested, the first question out of like all their mouths is, well, was that person molested? And like, right. to me, I'm like, it doesn't matter whether they were molested or not. They, they should have known, like I, I was molested. I've never molested another person because I know <laughs> how it felt. I know what it did to me. I know the violation. I, I know how all of that felt and how miserable and how sad, how depressed, how anxiety. I would never want to put that on another person. Anybody else, yes. But, but our but, society goes straight to, well, was that person? I was going to say, think, think about it. The reason why they ask that is they want to justify. Yeah. Because they say, well, if they were molested, then that's probably, you know, the reaction that they had. And this is why they did this. But that's, that's bullshit too. It is. It's just an excuse. Yeah. Onto it. But it just shows like how of just how like the saying of like misery loves company. Right. You know, because of the fact that this happened to them, they feel entitled. Yes. To pass that on to someone else. And it's like, you are just completely disconnected. Like, you have, you could have such an opportunity to be a generation breaker, you know, the curse breaker or anything, right. but you just want to continue that pain. Same you shit. want to continue. Do what? I said the same I shit. You want to continue the same shit on. Right. And it's like, why? why? Why do we want to spread that hate, that anger, that greed, that sadness, that depression? Like what, what makes, what makes you happy to do that to other people. Um, so that's the that's the million dollar question. It is. So if anyone wants to answer that question, we're open. We're open because we because I'm like you. I have studied that as well because I want to know. You know why is that? And and why is it that in some families? You got one that was molested and abused, such as you. And maybe all the kids in the family had the same issues. You know, maybe they were all molested. But you chose to go a different way. Somebody else chose to be a molester. Yeah. You know, or a criminal or whatever. So how does that work? You got the same parents. Right? Yep. Same DNA. Same DNA. So how does that work? You know, what 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 is what is the key to that? Well, you know, it is that inner processing. It's that inner, and it, it's that empathy. It's, you know, and taking the aspects even on a religious standpoint of the Ten Commandments of treat others how you want to be treated. Yeah, the golden rule. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I live my life that way. And those, and so it's that combination. But it's like, yeah, where, where do people feel they're entitled to spread that? And, like, that's, like, my question is just, like, how are you happy about yourself? How are right. you... Do you, do you do you feel empowered? Do you, do you feel strong? Do you, do you feel like 
what is that about doing that to someone else in any aspect of any type of manipulation, abuse right. uh, of anything like you really, wow. You, Cause you really wonder sit with yourself. I was going to say, you wonder how do you sleep at night? I don't think they do. I've asked people that I'm like, how do you sleep at night doing this to other people? Yeah. You know, how does that feel? But, but the other part is people don't feel. That's true too. And they so many no people emotions. rather they fight than be. You want to shut them down. Something happens to them. They're going to turn around and they want massive sympathy for it, you know? And it's like, ah, uh -uh, no way. You know, and yeah. I, I just continue to think of, you know, it's so much of that external, you know, that external like validation, um, yes. you know, a, a great ex example, like I, I think about of like, um, like love bombing with narcissists. Mm -hmm. yes. You know, they're, they're famous, like if, you know, if you're in a relationship and you don't understand why certain things happen, seriously, look up narcissistic abuse, you know, where things are okay for a little bit, then the fighting starts, then they do something really romantic, um, you know, reminds you of it. And so you're like, oh, I love you. Oh, you are that person and everything's okay for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then it goes, you know, like with my ex-husband. I was going to say, girl, you're describing my marriage. I, I know. Um, but you know, it, it's funny of like how, when you finally start pa picking up those patterns. So like when, um, I separated from him, the, the reality is I, I already started picking up those patterns of it and mm -hmm. like our anniversary was coming up. Now he was a little more psycho cause he was hacked into my stuff. He knew that I was actually planning on leaving him and stuff like that. So he kind of called me out on it. But so like for our anniversary, like he kept asking like, what do you want to do for our anniversary? And I was like, nothing like. We are not in a good place, you know, like, it is nothing to be celebrated. There, you know, there's nothing. And, um, yeah, well, two days after I said, get out, <laughs> but, um, but you know, the reality, so he, and I actually, because I'd already started figuring out the love bombing, like, you know, I'd already started some of the self analyzing and I realized in our marriage that like every gift I got, any special occasion, I now could trace it back to a fight or some situation or, or something that happened. And that was the distraction that I fell for, you know, during it. And so, you know, we are in a horrible place right now. And so um, one of my friends and I, I was like, he's going to do something. He's going to put in what he, I was like, he's going to put something out on Facebook. He's going to put something out there and stuff like that to make it look like he's this greatest, sweetest guy and stuff like that. And so like I, um, he was working night shift at that time. And so, um, and I normally, it was great because I never saw him because of the fact that like when he would get home, I'd already left to take the kids to the school. And then I went to the gym and then when I come home, he'd be sleeping. So it was like, great, never see him. And then by the time he got up to go to work, I was out with, you know, I coached soccer and all that. So I was doing all that. It was great. Um, but he made a purpose to come home early that day. And I, I'm getting ready. I'm ignoring him, everything, you know. He brought flowers and all that. And I just, like, stuck him on the counter and stuff. And he's like, get on Facebook. Get on Facebook. And I was like, no, I'm not getting on Facebook. And so then he brings, um, has my youngest son bring my phone over to me. And Facebook is up on it and stuff. Girl, it was this long, drawn-out freaking message. This long, oh, if you have a love like uh, her, blah, blah, blah. And, like, I'm reading it. And I'm like, oh, God, this is great. I mean, this is all true about me. You know, it's wonderful. 
you know, this is great. I am the greatest wife. I am, you know, like I am awesome. All this type of stuff. And I looked at it, I finished reading it and I was like, thanks girl. He looked at me dead in the ass and he was like, what? He's like, I got bitches on there crying that that's the sweetest thing that they've ever read in their whole entire life. And I looked at him and I said, and who's it for them or me? Because I don't believe a damn bit of it. I walked out the door, so left, go take the kids to school, and I always went to the gym afterwards. Come home, I mean, well, I, I, I get to the gym, he's in the parking lot. Now, mind you, so we had actually joined the gym a year before because it was to try to make a connection again because we both had liked working out and stuff like that, so maybe we could do something together, you know, this was to fix the marriage, mm -hmm. you know, type thing. But of course, like two months into it, he stopped going, you know, it, <laughs> so it's just me going to the gym. So I go in and I'm like, Oh my God, like what the hell? So what does he do? He, that he goes in, he goes to the one class that, you know, we started out together. He dropped out of, I'm still doing, goes in and he's like, Oh, it's our anniversary. I just thought I should be at home sleeping, but you know, I want to be here with her, you know, da, da, da. so everyone's <laughs> like, Oh, he's so sweet. He's, Oh, oh my God, look what he's how doing. did you have such a wonderful husband? Oh my God. Yeah. And so he sits there and criticizes me like during the whole entire workout, everything like that. And I'm like, you can go, you know, like go. And of course everyone, Oh, look how sweet he is. Oh mm -hmm. my God. You yeah. know? And, so then, like, after the class... Girl, I've been like, you want him? I know. Well, so then afterwards, like, um, I after the class, I always went and worked out in the gym. You know, I would do arms or legs or whatever and stuff. And he's like, all right, it's time to go home. And I was like, you can go home. And he was like, aren't you coming? I was like, no, I'm, I'm not done. I'm, I'm sorry. You have your routine. I have my routine. Like, you know, go do. So I went in, and of course he sat there criticizing me the whole time, and like I had uh, like one of the trainers, because I also coached the soccer program at this gym, so like not only now do I work out here, but like I work here kind of now, and everyone, and no one like knows him or anything, but he did all of that, and it's that narcissist, because he knew I was getting ready to say I wanted a divorce, and everything, so then two days later, like I couldn't take it anymore, and I was like, dude, you need to go, like, go on it, but what did he do? I'm the victim of the narcissistic abuse, but now I look like the bitch yeah. because of the fact that now when everyone's like, oh, well, where's he at? And I'm like, oh, we separated. <gasps> but he was so sweet. He just posted that thing on Facebook. Oh my God, he so loves you, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I'm sorry, you, you have no clue. You, you almost want to say, things. you don't live in my house. Yeah. Well, you know, my favorite saying, and it's so funny because it's, you know, certain things you say or things you don't necessarily realize why. My favorite saying used to be, looks are deceiving. Wow. Mm -hmm. So true. But it's so much, it's that external validation, you know, which people don't pay attention. People are so caught up into it. And I think narcissists and People who do other things, they're so caught up on that, but they don't sit at home. They don't sit at home and, you know, you sit at home plotting against other people. Well, if you do that, there's something wrong with you. Yep. That is so real. And yeah, speaking to that, I same type of experience as far as, you know, the narcissist and the people used to say this to me, oh my God, your husband is so handsome and 
and he treats you so well and he buys you you know because he's always bought me nice joke yeah nice nice always it was covered like, up a lie well what it was was it was making up for what he was doing yeah <laughs> for the cheating he was like okay well if i just you know give her something nice and whatever and i just do this for her then you know it's going to look fine and it's going to be good for me you know because people are like your husband gave you that i'm like yeah they're like oh and then after you know we got ready to to separate and everything which that was the third time for me that i had left him well actually he left me the last time but i left him the other two times because i was like i can't do this anymore and you know what happens right they come and they say oh i love you and i love the kids and i really want you back and i'm gonna change and you know, I'm going to uh, be this other person and I'm going to stop doing those things and I'm going to treat you like you're supposed to be treated except for, you know, no. Well, see, I and had they, a little, And they so. do for like a month, two. I think the longest for him was maybe six months. Well, see, when I kicked him out, he actually, he disappeared. There was no contact for three months. It was Ooh, the greatest three months nice. of like my life. Well, see what's kind of funny and this is another red flag people so like years beginning in the marriage like we did marriage counseling like be in, early in because it, it was bad and the therapist kept telling him it was him it was him it was him well then it became your stupid therapist your stupid therapist your stupid therapist so we quit counseling onto it which ding 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 well it wasn't so, doing you any good anyway right because it was just causing more fights you know everything like that yeah, it became yeah. so this time around like I was willing to go, to, I was willing to go to counseling. I was willing to see, but I was like, we have to be separated, you know, because a lot of stuff is going to come out. You need to have your corner. I need to have my corner because it's not good for the kids. On right. to that aspect uh, on it, I was like, but I'm not picking the therapist. I'm not picking because I'm not going to hear this time around your your stupid therapist. But like I did, I got five therapist names, five therapists, you know, that if you know he would have been like, all right, any, any, mighty mouth. I would have called. I would have set up the appointments because that was the good little wife that I was. You know, I handed all, you know, all those type of things. You know, I had that, I had that big old calendar out, you know, and everything with the colors and everything, you know, it was all. Oh, damn, out. girl, you were really good. Oh, I was, oh, yes, I was. Oh, I, all the meal planning, everything, it was all set out, you know, I, I did all of that stuff. Wow. Um, oh, yeah. But, um, Look, you were a good wife. I was a good wife. I am a good wife. What you talking about? I was going to say <laughs> me too. But, um, uh, but so like three months later, he finally like called and he was like, I want to see the kids and stuff. And I was like, okay, you know, so he comes up and he's like, all right, I'm ready to do therapy. What the and fuck? I just, I just like looked at him and I was like, uh, dude, that ship sailed. Like there is no therapy now. There, there is no and that's when like <laughs> i completely underestimated him because now like this is now the third time i have shut him down you know like he's he's hoping because you know and a lot of times like when you go through like narcissistic abuse you know your nervous system is so so out of whack because yep. it's always coming out at you left field so a because lot of you times stay in flight. right or freeze or fawn you know right, right. you're always in that so a lot of times like these outbursts and how things necessarily of how they do that love bombing you had a massive explosion you had an emotional 
outburst of something that caused, you know, that, that to happen, that they were like, oh, fuck, I gotta do something. Because their whole out exterior world is gonna, like, fall apart. And so that is, like, me, like, that, that was how I was raised and stuff like that, you know, it was finally, like, the boiling point. We've talked before about, you know, like, the soda bottle, where it's, like, you know, emotions of, think about it, of, like, you're shaking that two-liter bottle, and it finally gets to the point, and that lid just explodes off. Well, a lot of us who have been through narcissistic abuse, that's, that's how you react to things. So that is how I reacted to normal things. So he's thinking like, oh, you just need a cool off period. Oh, you know, things are going to, this is just, this is just one of your reactions where no, no, I, I woke up. I, I, I've had my, I'm, I'm starting to have my awakening and, and that's right. what it takes, you know, like for us. I mean, what was your awakening on, you know, that aspect? Because that is, that's what happens. You got to have that awakening of that desire of where it's like, shit, I, I deserve more. I'm going to get more, you know, and I'm, I'm not going to put up with this anymore. And, you know, and it wasn't mm -hmm. just him, you know, I had to, the reason he was, it's I attracted life. him. Yeah. The reason I attract, like people like are funny. Like I don't talk about like my ex and a lot of my healing aspects because mm -hmm. of the fact like, I mean, he was psychotic and he did a lot of things, but where I have focused on is the root of what caused it that I allowed him into my life. Right. And the fact of the matter is, is I used to always say too, and this is, comes into manifesting people of like your thoughts and your words. I used to always say, if I ever got married, I was going to have to marry someone crazy because if they wanted to put up with my family. <laughs> and what the hell you did I get? Help me snow. I, I manifested it. You know, that's the reality of it. And, you know, it, it, I can laugh about it now because of like, I see it and, you know, I, I recognize it. But the fact is, is I manifested it. I put that yeah. out into the universe. I needed someone crazy to deal with my family. And now look, I don't even have my family because I've, I've healed. And that's where it's like, I've realized, well, that's how I attracted. Because like, even though I changed, I left my childhood house. I left, moved eight hours away, packed up, said, peace got the hell out of there, I still attracted everything because changing your environment is not enough. The fact of the matter is I didn't change my mindset. I hadn't healed. The fact of the matter is my wounds were infected, yeah. you know, I, mm -hmm. and I left myself prey to narcissistic type people because I never healed. I, I never did any of that. So I don't focus a lot on like what of his stuff. It was how do I stop making that happen? How do I yes. stop getting these type of people into my life? In and I have to go back to the roots. Yes. The childhood. And you have to work back through. And, you know, spiritual, a lot of people focus on that inner child. You got to get to your inner child. Well, guess what? Depending on what age your spiritual awakening happened at, you got your inner teen. You, you got your 20. You got your 25 year old, you got your 30 year old, you got your 35 year old, you know, mine was 38. Mine, mine's, you know, been a four year healing journey, of, you know, getting me to all of that. And like, I, that's like that oasis, I think of where I got is because like I had worked on like, you know, a lot of those mother wounds, the father wounds, you know, I got to my mid twenties, but then I was trying to jump because no one talked about you know, like the, the, the teenage wounds and, you know, all of that. Yeah. And that's where we're the most damaged. Well, you know, the thing is, people still not talking about it. No, they don't. Because <laughs> if you think back to that time in your life, ooh. Yeah. Oh. 
I love to laugh, and so I have to laugh about that La kind of stuff. Laughter is the best medicine. And oh, people, yeah, some people are like, how can you laugh at that? Like, how? And I'm like, because I look at who I was at and that where time I am period and who I am now, and, like, I couldn't even imagine allowing that type of stuff into my life now. Right, right. right. And it... And the thing is, is it's so important that people realize that, especially in relationships, because you'll look up and marry the same damn man. It'll be the same thing. Right. And wonder why your ass is still going through the same stuff. Yeah. Because so it's like, mindset, everything, you know, like, and that's why, you know, environment is important, but it's also who yes. are you hanging out with? Mm -hmm. You know, if, if you don't like if you're a thug and you're a criminal, I'm going to assume most of your friends are thugs and criminals. Right. If you're a millionaire, I'm going to assume most of your friends are millionaires. You know, it, it's kind of, it's that chain of that environment, but it's, it's such that mindset, you know, lacking mindset, you know, a blessed mindset. Right. Uh, there's, oh God, there's just so much. So, so much. It is. I mean, you can unpack it for years. <laughs> It, it does. I mean, look at us. I mean, and we're still unpacking. We still have different things that yep. come up, but still unpacking, still moving and shaking. Yeah, but we've done that whole mainline work, you know, of we've balanced and reprogrammed our nervous systems. We've changed our yes. DNA. We we've recognized it. So it's like now, when the stuff comes up, you know, what's that saying? He who laughs, laugh. Who he who laughs laughs last laughs the longest well guess what yeah. i'm gonna laugh the for the rest of my best. life me too you know i was just putting some did, young girl but the people who did the damage they laughed when it was happening because they knew what they were doing well they ain't gonna be laughing at the end of it mm -mm. No. on it no, because because as you awaken, then you begin to take your your place. Yeah. You know, you begin to realize who the hell you are. Yeah. That's the key. You know, I yeah, I actually was just speaking to someone earlier, and I was like, you know, you don't realize who you are. I was like, you know, you've been a healer in many lifetimes. This is not your first first rodeo. So you've been a healer. So it's not new to you. And I think a lot of times I think a lot of people we, don't believe in past lives. Yeah, well, this was not that kind of person. This was a, a person like us. <laughs> yeah, they, they know. But yeah, so they they don't realize that the healing is already in them. That's what I'm saying. It's already in you. You don't gotta go get it. That's what. Oh, you just froze. Earth to Tammy. Gotta go get it. You've already been this before. So you. I was gonna say, I guess we're done because <laughs> it just went. Yeah, it's perfect. But you know, but and that goes back. But yeah, but the healing—it's already in you. It's and you have to just tap into it. That—that's the thing. That is the major thing. It's like you know that it already is. You've already done it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like you haven't ever done this before. But, it, you know, it goes back to, um, and I love learning about, you know, like the universal laws and everything like that. But it's the, it's the universal law. It's the law of polarity. You know, if you are wounded. You love that one. I do. <laughs> I do. It's like, it's like my new catch. But it is. It's true. If you are wounded, there is a version of you that is healed. 
Yeah, exactly. You know? And so it's what are you focusing on? Are, are you focusing on the wounds? Are you focusing on that? Or are you processing to make that vision? Take it back to where we started out tonight. You know, are yes, you, yes. are you, can you see that healed version of yourself? Can you, can you picture yourself actually living the life that you want to be living? Because the reality is that is in you by law. It is, you know, so you got a battery, positive, negative, it's, right. it's the same aspect. And you can't, you can't put the positive with the negative and the negative with the positive. Right. You got to put them like they belong. Right. And so it's like. Yeah. You gotta focus you know on what, that. Focus on what you want to build, not on yes, yes. what you're Where going you through right now, because everything yes, in life is temporary. It's temporary. It's temporary. Yes. Everything. So what do you I'm telling your you, faith and vision in? I gotta share this song that popped up in my head as you were talking. Um, I don't know if you you remember the Wiz from years and years ago, Michael Jackson, Diana Ross. Yeah. Like okay. the Wizard of Oz with the Wiz. Yeah. And. They sing a song in there that was like, can you feel the brand new day? And I was saying that I was like, that is so right. Can you feel it? Can you feel the brand new day? I can. You know? You know, I can. And it's taken me, though, it's taken me years. And, and that's where it's like, do not compare your path. Do not, you know, because one day, you know, like people are, you know, some people who like know me, they're like, I'm so proud of you. I wish I could be like you. And I'm like, you can. You can. No, because it's my journey. journey. (laughs) Well, but they can be like me because they can take the same steps. Like they're having, they're awakening. They, They see the things. You know, and well, you know, here are some things. But you have to think about it like this. I was going to say, you have to think about it like this. What makes you, you is you. Yes. The things you went through. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing. It's like, you, you, you want to, you want to, you might want to emulate somebody, but do you really want to go through their journey? Hell no. No, I don't think. No, no. You know what I mean? So that's, that's the way I was. No, no. You want, I mean, I'm good with my journey. You know, I've done it. It's good. We're doing it. I've done it a couple times. To be honest, I don't. I was gonna say I don't think of. I don't think a lot of people could actually deal with some of the things that we individually have dealt with. You know what I mean? I say that all the time. I'm like some of the stuff that I've dealt with. You'd be other people. It would have made them crumble. It would have broken. They'd be. I was gonna say you've been in a nut house. Yeah, they'd be in a straitjacket. You've been sitting there rocking. Yeah. Or you'd be. But you know, you know but I, did that. I was an alcoholic, you know, for, you know, never diagnosed or anything like that. But God, I, I drank my teens and my twenties away. I mean, mm-hmm. I drank, you know, yeah. because that was how I knew how to deal with it. It was also the example, you well, know, my parents. You know, it's a coping mechanism that's acceptable to people. It is. You know, if you, I mean, if you go and you are, you going off doing heroin and all that kind of stuff, well, that's not acceptable to to society. Right. But, you know, drinking is acceptable because we all do it. You know, we're, okay, we're going to go to the bar, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know, and it's okay. But nobody looks at the fact that, you know, you're drinking every day, all day. Yeah. <laughs> you have to have a drink, you know, you got to have a drink to get up. You got to have a drink to go to bed, you know, all these things. Yeah, what is it that yeah. is making them? They just, oh, judge the person, oh, they're an alcoholic, or, you know, oh, that person. Right. Well, what is it that something. that person's escaping? 
yes, there's yes, something there's underneath some that they don't want to deal with. And that, you know, that that's okay. But once you begin to awaken and see, you know, that there are patterns and that these are things that we can actually heal and that we can go, you know, even though we've been here, we don't have to stay here, you know? That's the thing. Okay. Um. So let's close up. Yeah. <laughs> we can just go on and on and on, you know. I know. I've been thinking about my sister because, you know, I know your time is, you're later. And for me, yeah. it's still early, kind of. But I just need to eat. <laughs> Well, that's why I brought it back onto that that faith and that vision and that that polarity. Yes. Onto it, but it is, and you know, so I guess I want to give like people who watch us. And by the way, thank you all. I mean, we've had like over uh, Tammy's uh, YouTube channel is a lot more advanced than mine, but you know, we've had over two hundred of you guys watch, and that just like yeah, ah, that's amazing. We're touching, you know, it's kind of touches on our heart. It, it, it's great, but you know, your homework is what are you avoiding? You know, yes, really, yes. truly think what about it. And what are you avoiding? And can you envision that change? Can you envision that difference, that the law of polarity? Can you see the opposite of what you want? Because if you can vision it, you can see it. And therefore, you can conceive it. You can get it. You can get it. You can conceive it. It's yes. possible. Yes. And, the, and you we can conceive it. And that is, that is so, powerful. so powerful. I'm just, I'm just super, grateful, super grateful, you know, just for, just for this time this and for time us before. coming together. Because it, it's just so, it's just so amazing, amazing how we met. And it's so, and it's amazing, so amazing the synchronicity. Yes, you know that I, I laugh at the all places the time. that we've been. We've both been, you know. Yeah, it's places like, oh my we've lived, all that. Yeah, and, how did this even happen? You know, and the yes. age difference, and that's like even you know like beautiful too because you know it just shows of you know yeah. open your mind, open open for those connections. Be, be yes. open. Yes. Stop closing off. And yeah, you're not alone. Yes. yes. And you yes. will be surprised they, at the you know, amazing connections you've made. When always tell people, say yes. Say yes. Say yes. Sometimes we have to say yes. Right? Yes. Sometimes, you know, we, we just, it's like the universe, God, source, is waiting for us to say yes. Yeah. Yes. Answer that call. Yes. Answer the call. It's not it spam. Don't send it to, um, what the old people used to say, don't send it to call awaiting. Well, on that note, I say we say goodbye. Yes, good night, good night. Good night, everyone, and we hope that you have enjoyed our episode of Ebony and Ivory, and we look forward to joining you again next week. Yes, and, and if you guys, you know, want to reach out, you can reach out to either one of us or both of us even, um, because we have some big plans coming up. You just heard our big vision. <laughs> and I'm excited about it. And I just, I feel like the needle is moving for all of us. It is. You that know, stagnant like, energy of that, the dance. Do a little dance. Oh. Make a little noise. Get Look, down tonight. Get you want me to send, it, send us out with that? Yeah. Casey and the Sunshine Band. <laughs>
Mm. Hold on, you know we gotta get through the doggone commercial <laughs> ads. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. What did Rachel's post talk about the other day? Shaking your butt. All right, girl. Well, Let's you have it. a wonderful evening. Do a little dance. Make a little Make love. A little love. Get, down Get down tonight. Get down tonight. Make a little love, everyone. Make a little love, a little dance, and get down. Enjoy the rest of your week. We will see you next Wednesday. Same bat time, same bat station. Yep, and we'll try to have it all broadcasting correctly. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, I ain't gonna make that promise because uh, <laughs> I said try. He will I was try. We, do, we do what we do. <laughs> We're trying. We're trying. And we'll pray. And for that's half the battle. Trying. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, girl. All right. Good night. Good night. Bye, night.